Hey, people, welcome to Push to Shout, episode 25, the podcast for you. I'm Mike. I'm Skippy. And we'll talk about video games. GTA 5 for the PC just came out, and it's a huge deal. I've been playing that basically every chance I could today. Um, I, from your Steam history, it looks like you've been doing something similar. I'm shocked at how good of a port that is. Me too. I uh, Did you play that GTA 4 uh, PC? I did. Yep. When Awful. it came out. Terrible. When it came out. It was Awful. so bad. Uh, and I, I could only play it for a few hours, and then the next time I tried to launch it, it wouldn't launch because something with Games for Windows Live was screwed up. Never got it to launch again. I mean, I did everything I could think of to get that thing to work, and I, I could never get it to work again. God damn. I still had fun with playing GTA 4 on, like, because, like, there were some cool mods and stuff, but, like, God, it was a terrible port, and it was, it's so nice to see them actually try and, and release. Like, it, it's so good. Everything about it, like, I can't it is say enough about port. it. It is the perfect port. Yeah. Like, I've been... My monitor is 144 hertz, and except for, like, a few exceptions... And I mean a few. It's been running constantly at 144 frames per second with everything turned up except anti-aliasing. Wow. Like it's it's a solid ass port. It runs really really well. And that's just one thing. I mean, oh my god, the features. Like Total Biscuit would be happy with the FOV slider of the yeah, first person. Yeah, there's tons of options, and I, I I can't believe that. <laughs> the same people who who released GTA 4 actually released this port because it's, it's, it's so much I better. think it's the Max Payne 3 people because yeah, that port was really good. That was a good port. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I have very, very few complaints so far playing that. Like, especially in single player, the like like you said, the frame rate seems really steady. I've just, I haven't messed around with the settings at all, but like I've got it on pretty high settings and it only drops occasionally like when you're like sometimes when I'm indoors, it seems like it's a little lower. I haven't actually even looked at an FPS counter or anything. So, but uh, God, it's good. I, I'm really enjoying it. Really it really is. And I've been well. I played it when it came out. So my brother got it for the Xbox 360, and um, I, I played through the story mode. Never really got into the online though. And I think it's because I was kind of holding it at arm's length. That I knew that the PS or not PS4 uh, that the PC version would be coming out eventually, and that's when I would really like try to fall in love with it. And yeah, I'm feeling I feel it like a lot. Yeah. The um, have you played a lot of the multiplayer, or have you played it at all? Mm. Um, I I basically this is the first time I'm really trying the multiplayer. Yeah, I'm something really low, like rank four. I've only done like a couple missions, and most of the time I've just been fucking around with with other people in the world, and that's yeah. just so fun to do. I mean, the the most underrated, well, I don't know about the most, but one simple pleasure of the online is to just be in a car and have a passenger in it. Yeah, like, that's so cool. Yeah, it is. Like I, I, I like that. The freedom that it gives you it leads you to. It's. I hate to do this. I haven't done it in a while. I haven't done this in a while, but I'm gonna do it again. I've got to compare it to the experience that you get with Arma. <laughs> um, even though it's a completely different game, it, it basically my my point is that it it drops you in with all these options of things you can do. And relies on you to 
do something fun and interesting with those options. And, and, and the, it, it leads to these situations that are really fun, really awesome and totally unscripted, not, like you, you feel like it just naturally happened because it did naturally happen. Like the the right people were in the right place, and just crazy stuff happens. And I, it's just a fun. I, I didn't like the the multiplayer very much when I played it on the console. Uh, I played it a little bit with ABF. I, I, I only played it for like yeah, I only played it for like a few days maybe, and it just it just wasn't that much fun. Like I, and and another thing that we like we tried uh, getting a lot of people together online on the console and like everyone getting in helicopters and, and being like a fleet of helicopters. But the game started like screwing up when you had more than like eight helicopters on the screen. Like it would just wouldn't spawn NPCs or other cars. And I, I don't remember exactly what it was doing, but there was some really weird stuff that it was kind of limiting it yeah. already just playing in multiplayer without trying to do anything crazy like that. I've seen so much more stuff on screen than I ever saw on the console. Like uh, I was just playing with ABF again and someone blocked off a highway with a semi-trailer and there were like there must have been like 40 cars piled up just in that one area and there were still cars driving around everywhere else too like it wasn't like it was screwing it up the frame rate did drop a little bit in that area but not not enough to be unplayable or even close uh and that's not even the only time that happened and it's just ah the multiplayer okay so yeah i didn't enjoy the multiplayer that much because the free mode is this really weird thing where like it punishes you for killing other players in really weird ways and it, i feel like they've kind of sorted that out a little bit um is it different i don't i don't know yeah it was originally like-, like originally you kill a few players and i think it would like oh, god damn what did it do i don't think originally it did that much but then they patched in like this this idea where it like sorts you with other players who tend to kill other players and it's just like how does this work and it was really vague into how it worked and nobody could really figure it out and i i that's when i stopped playing but i think they've changed it a lot since then and now there's like it it feels a little more natural in the free roam stuff but that's still just free roam it's still just random crap but like getting into the actual matches i never thought would be that much fun because it's like well i could just play a better shooter um but the chaos that ensues when you just give people a section of a map with NPCs and cars and all sorts of shit in it and just let them do whatever they want. Uh, give so them cool. objectives, but like, yeah, there's so much freedom to do whatever you want that it, it leads into some situations where like, if you're trying to play it competitively, you're just going to get fucking frustrated as hell. Cause it's GTA. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like if you, if you're the competitive kind of person who like wants to be in first place and wants to win, you're you're not going to enjoy it because, like last night I was playing and there was there was another pile up on a freeway like I mentioned, and the objective was to get a briefcase and the briefcase was in the middle of this pile up right. and there were cops everywhere just shooting everyone in sight. You could not get to the briefcase and like people kept on like running like driving their cars straight in the middle and trying to get to the briefcase and they would just get gunned down and it was the stupidest thing in the world and I I had so much fun it was really stupid. That's great. <laughs> um, it's kind of cool uh well not kind of it's awesome the first person mode that they added i wasn't expecting it to feel that good yeah um, it puts it, you at it a disadvantage works really well yeah it, yeah i mean sometimes if i'm standing still and wanting to shoot somebody really far away then i'll, I'll go for that yeah but like it's it's not a minor change i mean they had to do quite a bit of work to make that work yeah, to model the interiors of the cars and just the level. I can see now more than I could when it was on the Xbox 360. Just the insane 
level of polish on everything. Like it is, I mean, the budget was massive, um, raked in so much money. You know, the biggest release ever. I mean, it is finally ground into this. Uh, not, it's not like perfect, but damn close. I mean, it's about as perfect as you're going to get with, like, a PC port this soon after the release of the console game that's just, like, especially considering the their previous work with those ports. I mean, although Max Payne was alright, like you mentioned, but that's a completely different kind of game, you know? This, right, this, right. this involves a lot more. And they upgraded it, and like, like you said, the amount of work that they put into adding content to make it feel like it was worth buying again, because, like, I hesitated. I bought this thing two hours before it was released because I was sitting there back and forth in my head wondering if I was going to buy it or not, like, wondering if it was worth it because I'd already bought the game full price. They got me to buy the game twice, and it's because they put a lot of work into it. You didn't? I got I got Jack to double dip for me. <laughs> well, So, yeah, I just played his copy on Xbox, and, and he wound up double dipping again when it came out. But he's, like, super into the the online he was he's like level forty seven or something in the yeah GTA I think I was playing online. with him a little bit uh, today actually yeah um, and what's what's cool and I didn't know this but you can transfer your character from any of the platforms onto the PC version which is nice because people have been playing for for years now it, it makes perfect sense to be able to do that yeah I still created a new character just because the character I created on the console sucked because I just I think I just kind of chose like random stuff and then shot it out. So now I'm trying to make a cool character wearing a suit and stuff, and it's really dumb, and I like it. Um, I, I I can't take my like I think that there are people probably who take that multiplayer kind of seriously because of like it'll let you pay real life money, and yep, it, it, there's people doing that. You know, there's people taking it very seriously and buying apartments in the game and all that shit. And like I I feel like I don't know. I you can't say like oh you're not playing it the right way, but like. This is not a game that you need to take seriously. You just need to have as much fun with it as possible in the stupidest way possible. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know the the amount. I don't know how much money you wind up spending over time in the online, but it feels like that the pre-order. I mean, pre-ordered like hours before it came out, but the pre-order bonus money you get in the online mode. It seems like a lot. It's like one point three five million dollars. And the the most expensive apartment you can buy is like five hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't really know what the money thing is because, like, I, yeah, I, that's the first thing I noticed is I went to ammunition or whatever and started looking at the guns, and I was like, I have so much money, I can't possibly spend it all. Yeah. Um, probably cars. I bet cars really that yeah, that's gonna back up it. the money. Um, so uh, whatever. Good for those people who want to spend that much money, but I, I, I'm having fun just fucking around and. Yeah. Uh, God damn. Like you said, okay, I, I want to mention, like, it seems to me what they've done with this is looked at what would a modder do uh, to this game after release. Like, three years after the release, what kind of mods would be popular with this game? A uh, first-person mod that's done well, a texture pack that's done well, uh, you know, and they, they looked at this stuff and they said, alright, let's just do this ourselves and make it really good um better than a modder possibly could because they don't they're not the developers and i wish more the selfie thing is such a dumb little addition but it's great it's fucking you've always been able to do selfies well unless there's some change to it i mean sorry i mean the 
I, I, I can't, I'm having trouble describing it. Yeah, I remember the selfies always being there, but when you can, like, actually see the phone in your hand. And, oh, because of yeah. the first person. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I described that poorly. But I think that's just, it's funny. It's dumb, but good. And it's, it's, it, it is really impressive that they were able to add first person to such a game like this. Yeah. Like, I just, I, nobody saw that coming. Like, when the trailer came out and showed first person, it was like, what the fuck is this? Like, how the hell did they pull this off? Because that's, it's insane. You have to model the guns. You have to make sure the guns are on screen in the right way. Like, that actually need, works. You need and, new high-res models of all the guns and new high-res models of the arms. And What's the controls have to be the changed. New... It's just weird. View model. Yeah, view models. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. noticed, like, it's, it doesn't happen in a lot of places, but sometimes if you go into first person, things will look a little bit desolate. But that rarely ever happens. My Just settings are all on they... high, so I don't know what's like. Like, the interiors of the cars are pretty well res for me. Um, but other than that, everything seems fine. Yeah, it's it's a really good port. And now I can. I feel like I'm really getting into the game, like, for real now. <laughs> like, for serious. Because I know this is the, the real deal. Where yeah. I, I, yeah, like, the console. I played the single players all the way through and then tried the multiplayer and just kind of put it up for after a while and just was never able, like you said, never able to take it, take it seriously as, like, something that I want to keep playing. And I feel like I could keep playing this for quite a bit. Because um, there's a lot of stuff to do. You get bored shooting people you can go race people or you can go fly planes or parachute or whatever the fuck and uh, when you put that into a multiplayer context it, it, it adds so much longevity to the game and uh, I, I hope that I hope that this means more developers will pay attention to how they organize their multiplayer stuff and like how many options you have because mm-hmm. I can see this becoming a genre of its own almost like open world Just shooters cars. and yeah, just calls action kind of games that incorporate multiplayer in an actually good way, not just a half-ass whatever. Here's Definitely. the multiplayer, here's co-op or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it's good. But, <laughs> yeah, it's it's about as fun as the. Uh, well, not about as fun. They're both ex- extremely fun. The free roam multiplayer in Red Dead. Yeah, I wish. God damn it! I that, the first thing I thought when I started having fun with GTA 5 was, God, I wish they would do this with with, uh, Red Dead. That would be so It would be amazing. It would be incredible. Uh, Damn them for ignoring that game. Like, what's... I've kind of been thinking um, while playing it before and what sort of prevented me from getting really into it was just that you know, okay, the best version isn't out yet. The best version is still coming. You know, I'll just wait for the best version. But now it's here, and it's great. I'm, I'm really glad that it it didn't turn out to be total shit. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was really worried. Like right after I bought it, I was like, God damn it, it's gonna be a mess, and I'm gonna regret this. I actually, I wound up deleting it. The uh, like right after preloading it, um, I didn't have enough disk space on my terabyte drive because it has to download it and then unpack it and it's 60 gigs it's and ridiculous. it just ran into the wall and then even when I freed up space it wouldn't resume properly so I had to delete all 60 gigs and restart the download Jesus. it's been messing up a lot Like I, it messed up for me too uh, after I loaded it it went to 100% and then stopped and then I tried to play it once it finally came out and uh, it said I need it needs to install an update or something and it was just really weird and it took a really long time for me and 
Apparently, people were having a lot of issues with that, like just getting it working on Steam and stuff. But once you got in, once I got in, it worked fine. I was really happy with it. I haven't hasn't had a crash. I haven't had too bad of like multiplayer laggy or anything. There was one moment where I was like, I felt like I was disconnected from a server or something, and everyone left at the same time rather than it just saying you disconnected from the server. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, I I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Uh, I'm echoing right. on your side. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was a problem with the gain. I don't know why this microphone does this. But, anyway, moving on. What have you been up to? Well, other than GTA, uh, God, I got I got back into Bloodborne. Uh, I took everyone's advice and just muscled through that boss. Um, I did end up summoning someone for... for, um, for what what is her name? Um, Vicar. Vicar Amelia. Uh, yeah, I ended up summoning someone because I was like, "Fuck it, I don't want to." Like, I, I the thing is, like, I know I could beat it on my own because I'd understood the move set and stuff, and I knew how to beat. And I, I just was having trouble being patient enough, I guess, because the, the health bar's so fucking long, and I was doing so little damage, and I could have bought items to help with that and all that. And I just was like, I, I'd rather just summon someone. It's part of the game. Fuck it. Uh, once I got through that, I've it's been easy going. I've I've I beat uh, the witch boss, um, the one that like teleports around and stuff. Yeah, Be- beat her on my first try, and then uh, well, she's beat the she's, she's really kind of like a trick Super boss, easy. yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, it was fun though. That was a cool boss fight. Uh, but uh, I had a little bit of trouble with the three amigos, uh, the cloaked Shadow guys. Garnum. Yeah, but I don't know. I I got them on like my fourth or fifth try. It wasn't, that was wasn't where the bad. shortcut broke for me. What so, do you mean? So oh, the yeah, first yeah. time I fought him, that problem happened, and oh, the second time I realized that the shortcut was broken. So if I failed, then it was going to mean running through the whole level again. I, I that would have I would have hated that because that shortcut's vital. Like you have to run all the way through those like confusing woods and shit. That's yeah. That ugh. area is really convoluted, and I think it's good in a good way confusing but it is a really sprawling area yeah that's actually kind of one of my favorite areas just because it it makes you so it really simulates that idea of being in like the woods surrounded by danger not knowing where you are not knowing where you're going and uh, the snakes the way they like place them they they're hard to see and they'll pop up behind you and there's one moment in particular where there's two of those giant snake monsters in a pit yeah and an item on the on the ledge, and you can get the item, and you're looking down on those snake monsters, like, deciding how you're going to kill them. And something comes up, it came up right behind me, hit me in the back, and dumped me into the pit with the snakes. And it was like, that was, I was, I was like, freaking out, and I got out of it. But that was one of the coolest moments of the game to me, just because it was, it's such a simple little trick that it plays on you. And uh, that, that felt very much like Dark Souls. Uh, and I, I, that, was, that was really clever. Um, Did you find... Um, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't found him, but did you find a strange enemy in the woods? Uh, sort of. I, I, <laughs> like alien-like. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did. That's actually a shortcut. Yeah. It. It is. What did you think of them? I have no idea what to think of them. They were weird enemies that weren't very hard to defeat, and I don't know what the hell they were. Uh, I thought maybe that that was like opening up another area or something, but then it just turned out to be these guys in the middle of the. I I don't know what the hell that. I I assume they're supposed to resemble aliens because they really do yeah, look like aliens. They, they are. They're meant to. Uh, I I I can't wait to see some more videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's it's pretty cool. The the writing of that game is is just head and shoulders above just it, everything. That, yeah, it it's good. it's the best part of Dark Souls in the way that it kind of withholds information and slowly reveals stuff, and also it's better than that in a lot of ways where they, you actually feel like they're building a more cohesive world and a more cohesive story and so far i haven't gotten bored with like a lot of people were saying they were getting bored probably around this time that, I, that i'm playing like uh, the sameness of the levels but there's enough variety there that i i'm having i'm, I'm still and it's curious about to, to what's next it's about to explode in variety of areas so don't yeah worry. um i i let's see what else how what else did i get through um the three amigos that was actually my favorite boss fight. I actually, I felt yeah, like it was the perfect a really good challenge. And it, because I mean, gang squads have always been a complaint in as if they're yeah. bosses. Like Dark Souls Two was pretty horrible with it. Terrible. The, I did not the like that. Combat boss. in this game. The combat in this game makes it, you know, makes crowds pretty manageable. Yeah, and I think also the design of those enemies was far better than the design of say the sentinel things from from dark souls 2 where like you've got one guy doing ranged and he doesn't come up to you and attack you and as long as you keep your eye on him you can dodge those fireballs that are coming at you and stuff or you can just go for him first and then only deal with two of them so it gives you that option of like it seems like there's kind of two equal options you either go for the melee guys first and just dodge the simple attacks of the range character or you go for the range character and and like I, i i also wonder I, I might have to look up a video or something. I wonder, depending on which ones you kill first, what kind of attacks they pull out. Because, like, by the end of it, one of them was doing this crazy thing where, like, snakes came out of the ground and attacked me, and it was it, it was cool. Yeah, I don't know does, if they all do that. That does happen with, uh, once you get it down to one of them, it does do that. That was pretty cool, because I was expecting the, that fight to just get easier as I eliminated them. But yeah, you take they pull out the first out. one, and then they, they do the Resident Evil 4 kind of ganado yeah. snake things they their heads explode and and then the snakes come out of the ground it was like oh shit but yeah the pressure was also really high there because i didn't want to run through the whole level again but yeah that was much worse for you than it was for me because like i i was okay with dying i was a little frustrated and then uh, I, but uh, that was also another boss fight where every time i died i felt like i learned something new um i got a little farther and learned something again like i, I think one of the times i died was they pull out these kind of ranged attacks that are pretty long, like their arms extend and they attack you. And after you kill one of them, and uh, that caught me by surprise and just totally fucked me. But then you know I was able to start dealing with that, and I, I just feel like that was so far that's the epitome of a good Bloodborne boss fight. And it, I don't think it would have worked, like you said, I don't think it would have worked with Dark Souls the way that that combat works. It probably wouldn't have been as 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 tight, um, but. With Bloodborne, it works perfectly, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, obviously, but the I think this game has the best boss in any of these games. Like, it really sets the, the gold standard for a boss fight in a game like this. So, look forward to that. Yeah, I, I the the spider boss fight, I also did that one. That one was kind of weird. Um, Rom? I actually, I actually kind of liked that one too because it was kind of like, all right, you start to figure out how to do it, and although it's not at all uh, a kind of classic boss fight in any way, it's kind of very unique, and I think some people will probably hate it. I actually kind of had fun with it because once I figured out how to do it, 
it was really satisfying just getting them all the way through, you know, and, and, and I love bosses that are not hostile to you when you first, that's just so It's weird. Um, and, and that also like, and when the whole world changes, once you kill him, it's like, what did I do? Yeah. And you start seeing these giant, uh, sorry if there's spoilers, I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it vague, but you start seeing things that you didn't see before and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you can see them uh, when you have if you get forty insight before triggering that, then you actually can see those things Weird. early. Yeah, interesting. It's just it's just so cool the the mechanics and the the world and the designs. It's all just a light, tight little package. It's great. Yeah, um, I had more trouble with the the hunter AI before Rom than I did with Rom. That that He's woman in the, uh, the threaded, threaded king guy. Yes, that was ridiculously hard i summoned someone for that one actually and he the, my summon died in the process <laughs> like it was like jesus christ this guy um that fucking spell where it's kind of aoe in a way and where it kind of like explodes out like a pineapple or something yeah and you get hit once and it takes it took me down like three quarters of my health and i've got a lot of vitality so that was ugh, that that was hard for me um that was a totally new way of trying to figure out how to beat him and i just kind of cheesed him in the end i just stun locked him basically with my cane um but it works yeah um so yeah that's fun i, I can't wait to play more of that like although i between that and gta 5 i'm gonna be kind of busy with my video <laughs> yeah. games um I'll, I'll, i'm still working on the review of that and that'll be coming out um so i was at a conference this weekend, I didn't get to play much video games. I was being a shitty academic. And, oh my god. I thought that the last conference I went to was pretentious. Oh But uh, this, like, this is the new standard. And I wrote this down. The keynote speech was literally named Changing Paradigms in Shared Spaces. You can't god make damn. that up. That, that sounds and like a Sam Hyde um It It sounds production. like... He, you could literally say that in that video, and it would it would fit perfectly. And okay, this this was the funniest thing to me though. I was going to a session, like a, a panel session about um, synchronous online tutoring. So tutoring writing using some online service. You know, like Google Hangouts is an example of one you could use. Sure. And um, they were talking about GoToMeeting. You know, just basic software GoToMeeting. They described it as all of these things, verbatim, okay? They called it post-colonial, post-modern, <laughs> feminist, and, quote, a wormhole that transcends time and space. What? <laughs> they, were, they were referencing some sociological theory about the three spaces so like the first space is person to person interaction live and the second space is the realm of symbols and like it was the the stupidest it had nothing to do with coming up with a practical solution to tutoring people online which is what it was supposed to be it just wound up being this like hey we found go to meeting now here's an hour of postmodern justification for its use that's ridiculous it really was. It was. I hate academia. It, it was embarrassing to sit there and listen to it, and they were speaking so authoritatively too about how it actually worked, and they were just fucking wrong in a lot of places. Like they didn't understand it. It was. It was really embarrassing, but I don't think many people there noticed it because they were also oldish academics. 
Great. Jeez. That's that, my story. Well, that I I I wasn't going to bring this up till later, but um, because this is related to I guess news, but um, <laughs> I I I dealt very very briefly with a uh, a couple of those kinds of ridiculous people on Twitter uh, today. So this is where you see. And uh, well, I was going to say well, I was going to be more broad than that. Just in general, people who progressive. Not even progressive. People who just turn their nose up at you and are wrong. And are just, like, so convinced that they're right. And it doesn't even necessarily have anything to do with... But this one particularly does. So this would, these are social justice warriors for sure. But anyway. Uh, did you hear about Mortal Com- the new Mortal Kombat DLC? No. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a conversation all on its own, I think. So, have you ever played Mortal Kombat? I mean, you know, at an arcade once or twice. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, how... You know how the finishers work, where you have to type in like yeah, five buttons. Yeah, five buttons to do a fatality or whatever, and uh, you have to memorize them or whatever. Uh, in the new one, they've released a DLC pack like for five dollars, where you can uh, shorten the buttons that you have to press to do a fatality, so that it's easier and simpler to do the fatality. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jeff Gersman tweeted out a picture of the DLC. Um, let me actually. Uh, it says, uh, 30 easy fatalities. Finish him. Purchase a pack of easy fatalities, giving you access to fatalities with simplified inputs. $5. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, terrible. Uh, really stupid. So, anyway, uh, people were responding to that tweet. It's got like 1.5K retweets or whatever. And, like, um, I was just going through the responses because people were saying funny stuff about it. And inevitably, I came across someone who, uh, had some opinions about it. Um, uh, so someone with the anti Gamergate avatar, you know, where it's like the heart and it has yeah, the blue, the red and blue. So tips. someone with that avatar responded and say, I'm a highfalutin business executive and I've got no time to play games. I just want to see murder on my TV. Uh, so whatever. And then someone responds to him and says, um, it's good for people with motor disabilities and issues with remembering <laughs> complex inputs. And then and then they say, it's fucking gross to put an accessibility feature behind a paywall. <laughs> but, I mean, that's true. But it's not an accessibility feature either. Whatever. So, so people were responding to that like, fuck, I, I just, I, it was just so ridiculous that someone could think that someone with motor problems in their fingers would be playing Mortal Kombat and would need a feature to help them do fatalities easier. First of all, they're never going to get to a fatality because they can't input the moves to Yeah, if you can't win. just do the, the combination of buttons to trigger the fatality, then you... How could you take it seriously enough to pay money to do them faster? Like, if it's just outside of what you can do physically, then you're not going to be dropping five bucks on DLC. And then um, someone replied to him and says, you can unlock easy fatalities in the game. You don't have to buy them, which I didn't know. And that's also kind of stupid. Uh, they, they responded to that and said, did you read what I said? Accessibility options shouldn't be something people have to unlock. Uh, and the person responds said, I read that you said it's gross to be behind a paywall, which it isn't. And then they respond and says, it looks like you really don't understand the issue with treating accessibility like DLC, so blocked. Blocked. <laughs> blocked. blocked. And uh, 
And I had to respond to that and say, Mortal Kombat doesn't seem like the kind of game for people with motor control issues. And uh, the gamer, any Gamergate guy responded to that and said, that's a failure of the game and a failure of the developers to be inclusive. <laughs> oh my god. Every game can't be accessible to people with motor disabilities. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so, like, the argument is so absurd that I can't believe that people are taking it seriously. Like these ha- like I, I, ha- I thought like these people have to be trolls. They have to be, but they, I looked at the pro, they, they can't be. I, yeah, it's unbelievable. People do actually act that way. It's unbelievable that you can have that kind of logic where it's like, like I kind of want to just explain why it's fucking ridiculous anyway. But oh it would my, be I can't even a waste of breath. But like, exactly, how do you like? How far do you go with that argument? Like, games need to be accessible to people with no hands at all. Games need to be accessible to blind if people. It's, if it's not accessible to them, then it's a failure. And it's not being inclusive. It's absurd. Uh, so I thought I'd share that with you guys, because I thought that was really funny. Uh, like, I can, I get why cutting... Well, first of all, this is now not even related to the DLC, because it's clearly not an accessibility feature, let's be clearly honest. But... I mean, it's a to- it's absolutely a good thing if a game has some accessibility mode that they thought about, and just to you know, to make it certain things easier for people who have certain problems. But that's just like a point of praise. Like if the game has colorblind mode, it doesn't need to have colorblind mode, but it's nice for people who are colorblind. Yeah. But if it doesn't have colorblind mode, because you know maybe some elements of the UI have to be color coded, and that's just how it is. Then it's not like, oh, this piece of shit dev. Oh my god, they weren't inclusive. Yeah, it, it's completely stupid. It, it, you you can't... We don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. Exactly. You can't accommodate yeah. everyone. It's it's ridiculous to have that, that frame, of mi- frame of mind, but people on the internet think that way. Um, what yeah. kind of life do you have to have to think that this is a, an achievable goal? To, an empty to, one? For everything to be inclusive for everyone. I... Sports should be that way. You should yeah. be able to play uh, professional football with crippling physical disabilities. Yeah, someone said. Someone said, like, well, if you if you let people in wheelchairs enter a uh, enter a marathon, then it defeats the purpose because it's not com- they're not competitive. And they responded, "Oh, I see you're a gamer gator blocked." And then they responded, and then the other one responded to that and said, "Block lists are such a wonderful thing. These people I, exist." I don't understand. Well. We've said everything you could possibly say about these people yep. and their mindsets, but I, it never stops being pathetic when people just blo- block people who d- don't agree with them. <laughs> who does that? I can't th- think of doing that. Uh, the guy who was I, like, it's not it's not behind a paywall. You can unlock it. And they were like, well, you just don't understand my argument, so you're blocked. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's just such a weird like go to strategy like oh i i find this unpleasant go go away <laughs> i i don't i can't picture doing that myself but i got nothing more to say about about that yeah um, um i want to switch so, gears i want to switch gears yeah. real quick because i before i forget i um i watched another movie well actually i'll just get all my tv and movie watching out of the way because i watched a few things i watched another movie over the weekend uh the wrestler 
it's about a professional wrestler of course i had to i had to watch it but uh no it's it was i Does saw it live it, up to the wwe not quite it's just not quite as artistic no i i saw it win some awards and stuff a few years ago and so i decided i, I was gonna watch it and um before i ever got into wrestling it, it was a it was a good movie uh it was kind of by the books just kind of like a guy getting old and finding out he can't do what he used to and all that stuff and try to get his life together and i recommend it it, it was good um it, it's it was a fun little movie uh kind of sad but kind of heartwarming at the same time uh also I, okay you go no go ahead go ahead oh it's just quick i watched um some Mad Men. i finally started to catch up on the last half season and it's pretty yeah. good but i'm not far enough to say much about it yeah i haven't yeah. watched the uh second episode yet because it, it aired sunday night along with sunday night uh Game of Thrones premiered, Silicon Valley premiered. I watched both of those shows, and the second episode of Mad Men. Uh, they all came on on Sunday night. Uh, well, I had a question about Game of Thrones. I heard that now it's completely broken from the continuity of the books. Now I haven't it's read the like books and overtaken it. Speaking of that, I, I I heard that, and that actually kind of convinced me to read the books because I like I like looking at storylines and stuff and trying to figure out what the writers are trying to do uh why they've made the decisions they made and stuff like that for whatever reason i find that very interesting so i'm i want to start reading the books i i've actually already started reading the first book uh just to see how it differs from the tv show and also because i've always wanted to read the books because i've heard they're good but um i think it'll be really interesting to see how it branches off because yeah i've heard that it goes it's going quite far away from uh what happens in the books like even even to. down to like people dying who don't die yet in the books and stuff like that like some really big stuff uh that it's changing so at least who knows? like at the decisions that they're making at the very least are informed by knowledge of how the overall plot's going to go because yeah. the two creators of the game of thrones show are i think two of the three living people who know how it's supposed to end. Yeah. Like George R. R. Martin explained the broad strokes of the grander plot. So at least like they know what eventually has to happen vaguely so that they can set it up without necessarily knowing what it is they're setting up. Yeah. It's a weird position to be in as a writer, but I'm interested to see it. I haven't finished the last season actually, now that I think about it. I think I got like halfway through and just stopped for whatever reason. Well, you should. It stays good. It's still still as good as it ever was. I remember I stopped exactly after the episode where uh, Peter Dinklage had his big uh, monologue. Oh, that was a very good, very good scene. It was, it was. I don't know why I didn't immediately watch the next one, but yeah. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. Um, anyway, I, so yeah, Game of Thrones is happening. I'm going to read that those books. Uh I haven't actually read a book in a while. I guess it's probably been like a couple years. So uh, as an English major, that's pretty pitiful. Uh, and uh, Silicon Valley's back. That's a good show. It kind of, it's a big satire on this kind of San Francisco tech culture crap that I hate. And uh, so it's not like, it's not like mean about it. Like it's not mean about these people. It's just funny. Uh, it's Mike Judge, the guy who did Office Space and King of the Hill oh, and so Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Um, so. And good he's show. pretty. He's got. I, don't, I guess we're talking about Mike Judge. Uh, he's got a diverse sense of humor. 
yeah, pretty impressively. So you can't like I don't. I, he's like kind of one of those guys that you can't really identify. He's got their style. style. He does bit. have a style, but it's very hard. Like if yeah. you were to create something new and you didn't know about it, I don't know how many people would be able to say, "Oh, that's this seems like Mike Judge," except in the idea that like he satires things in a uh, almost like he, his satire is almost like uh, uh, what would you call it? endearing. Like yeah, especially King of the Hill. It's not uncynical, yeah, but it's not just mean. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I do like his stuff a lot. Um, even Beavis and Butthead. I, I, I think I, it's a much more interesting type of satire than South Park. The way, just Mike Judge handles all of his. It's more complex. It's more complex yeah, than South Park. Totally. I love South Park, but yeah, uh, it's it, it, the style is definitely different. Um, it, you get a you get a good sense of that too watching the show and and it's interesting because it's the first live action thing I think he's done in a while so uh, and the lead actor who plays this little nerdy guy that's kind of Mark Zuckerberg ish um, he I saw an interview with him just randomly he plays some really obscure video games like PC games like <laughs> uh, a World War II plane simulator called Eel Two Doom Revoker I don't I don't know how to say it but it's like simulating Russian planes and That's it's cool. like so he's actually like this nerdy guy and he plays him on the show and i, I thought that was kind of cool uh i, I just I, it's weird to see like a game like that pop up in some interview with like a, a a big actor like he's not huge but it's silicon valley you know it's a it's a big hbo show so it was kind of weird um oh this is about mass effect vaguely um the humble bundle the humble origin bundle too just started and mass effect 2 is in it so you might do you already own the I whole bought the, series i bought the trilogy uh, oh okay for like 20 dollars yeah it was mass effect 2 is five dollars right now or four dollars and 68 cents yeah I, so if anyone else hasn't played it you might consider that Origin's yeah. come a long way in terms of being not shit it definitely has. Uh, they do some cool stuff too. With like, like last time I logged on, it says something about playing Titanfall for free for like it gives it gives you like several hours free, I think, where you can just play it. And uh, I think that's a really good, not only a good business strategy, but also just like a good reason to to get Origin. If like if you have to be cornered into this another fucking, I don't like it. I don't like having to download a whole other thing to manage my games with. But at least they're putting stuff in there that. Yeah, that makes it feel like you're not just completely wasting your time having to do it. Uh, I really like the way I really like the way they handled the Rockstar Social Club in in uh, the PC GTA Five. I was frustrated it's with not, it it's, first. It's not like a it's not like a whole. Well, yeah, there were, there were some technical problems at first. Or are you talking about something else? I was just saying, like, I, I before I figured out even how to like open up the little interface, I was going like, how the fuck do I find my friends? How do I do anything? Oh, it, um, it, it was really, but then once I figured it out, it was like okay. So I was yeah. much less frustrated. I like, well, the the biggest and most important thing for any of these third-party things is not having to open up a separate launcher. Like, that alone, it's just, it takes the wind out of the sails when you're trying to launch a game and then you get booted into another launcher. But, yeah. Um, it's been pretty intuitive so far. It's good. It's good. Yep. Good for them. Good for Rockstar. Uh, and, and I like that the Social Club isn't a download manager on its own. Like, it's just something that is bundled with the game. Well, you 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 were always saying that. I my brain's dead right now. But yeah, it's it 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 works well, and it isn't like games for Windows Live that will just halt you from being able to even play the game if 
because it's so fucking it's a, it's a glitchy yeah. mess it seems like it's actually well made they actually have a cool site too if you go on the site like you can see like people off, you can upload like photos and stuff. like if you take a selfie with your character you can upload that onto the site and like you can see your friends like photos they're taking and stuff and it, it's actually intuitive and kind of fun to, to browse around which i would never I say about that yet. kind of thing i'm yeah. i'm gonna try that and i liked the uh from what I've seen of the Rockstar editor, it looks really cool. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to. That looks awesome. Yeah, I I think it could be really fun to if I could get in the mood, I might just make a random video with it or something. Uh, like the, from what I saw, it looks like the the only thing really that's actually surpassed um, like Halo 3's theater mode. I'm not counting mm-hmm. Source Filmmaker because that's like a designated like software where you control a timeline and you don't actually just play the game. Um, but yeah, I, this is the closest thing to it I can think of to the theater mode. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, they're not the only game that's done something like this. Like I, I remember way but to back do when, it like to do it like with this level of quality, I battlefield two. Really? Uh, yes. On the PC. Well, it was only, only came out on the PC. Um, it, had a very good uh you could you could save your entire match and go back to it and control the camera however you wanted and slow down time or stop time uh the only thing i think it was really hard to rewind i think um but uh, whatever limitation of the engine or whatever and that was kind of around the time where i was going like god if every game did this i I actually created some videos like that was battlefield 2 is part of how i got into actually creating videos because it was so easy to go in there and create a cool little video and get nice little camera shots and and it's the perfect game for it too where it's so chaotic i mean gta 5 is an even better game for it i think um but like there's so much going on that you can always find something to to look at and uh i that i wish more games did that but yeah that it, it is something that's been done before but it's always it always feels like it's just on the edge of being something that could go kind of mainstream and then and then it, it kind of dies out somehow or i don't know like i don't think the modern battlefields have anything like the uh the theater mode that that battlefield 2 had which was really disappointing did it work was i don't i don't think i ever used it does it work similar to demos in the source engine yes. like where you can okay okay all right yeah that makes sense it works like, like i would exist. compare it most to if you watch like a competitive match in CS:GO because like you can actually like it, it oh, was actually like, like with a very an similar, like, even like the interface and stuff. I feel like actually Valve might have taken some influence because you can like choose one of your recent matches and uh, download it, and then it appears That's on a cool. list. It's actually like the exact same interface now that I think about it as CS:GO, where like here's your recent matches. You click on one, download it, view it, and then it, you can pop up these controls and fast forward and change the camera angle and all that stuff. Uh, it was it was really well made, and it was way way ahead of its time, and then it just disappeared. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh. Yeah. Uh, changing gears a bit. Um, two things. This is kind of quick, so I'll just, you know, throw it out there. Bloodborne's update that's going to reduce the load times and optimize shit and hopefully oh, fix uh, shortcut breaks. Well, I, it's coming later this month okay fine it's yeah i mean it's it's good that it's happening and it's not that long after i was worried that it wasn't actually going to be a thing that that they wouldn't be able to fix the load times yeah because i i'd heard the rumor that like okay yeah they're going to patch out the load times but that's i don't know it seems like the kind of thing that would have been fixed before the game came out so i was kind of suspicious of it but uh 
if it's official, good. Oh yeah, it's it might the, have been official the whole time, and I just never paid attention. <laughs> yeah, it was official, but now that we've got more concrete information about it, yeah, not much, but we know that it's one point oh three, that it's meant to blah blah blah. We know the time that the update's going to happen. They're going to do it at nine a.m. GMT because that'll disrupt the fewest players. We don't know the date though. Um, yeah, so that that's happening, but at the same time, the game came out the way it did. I've already finished three playthroughs with the horrible load times. I mean, you kind of can't undo what that does to the first playthrough. Yeah, it's definitely soured it, and that's part of the reason I got so frustrated with it at the beginning of my playthrough is, like, every death feels that much worse, but for the completely wrong reasons, where it's just like, oh, my God, fuck, I had to sit through the stupid load screen. And then if you want to go to Hunter's Dream, it's like I know that I'm getting into this fucking stupid ordeal. And then maybe have to load again to farm blood vials or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, it's that's bad. That they shouldn't yeah. have released the game like that. Bottom line, like if I was reviewing the game, that would if I had to give the game a score, that would be a significant impact on that score. Just like the the load times and various yeah. little issues like that. Uh. So <sighs> yeah, that's Bloodborne. The other thing is, I, I just saw this before we started. It's the trailer for a game that looks a lot like Ethan Carter, and it's kind of like a walkie point and click solve puzzles type of adventure game and i it's kind of hard to describe this trailer is old by the way um but it looks like just this room or this building and after the world's ended and it looks really like how would you are you looking at the the trailer yeah i'm watching it right now how would you describe the way that looks? I'm going to describe it in a very, very, very specific way that probably not a lot of people. I know that Boone in the chat. I think he will. I think he's seen this. Uh, have you ever seen the anime Clan Ad? No. Well, it's like something in that. <laughs> it's exactly like something in that. Um, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's so... how I would describe it. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like post-apocalyptic in a dream world. It yeah, it kind of looks like that. Um, things appear very dreamy, like a lot of gray and just stark whites with little, you know, the grass is green, but it, they stand out dramatically. Like there's the a window everything and else. white light coming out from it and there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, a window and you can't really see what's out there. It's just white bloom just leaking into everything. And uh, the, What was the coolest part, though, from what I could tell, is a little later in the trailer, uh like these horrible nightmares start spread. I don't know what to call them exactly. They're like these black things that come out of the floor. Um, so I guess this world kind of gets corrupted somehow. I don't know much about this, but it looked cool and it seems to be coming out real soon. So I'm going to be checking that out when it releases. Yeah, it looks good. It looks, uh, it looks like they've like old abandoned places are such a cliche in video games. Uh, but I think the reason that they're, a negative cliche is because people don't do them very well, and I think it's one of the most interesting things that that you can actually do if you do it right. And it looks like they've done a really good job of kind of tr- making a really interesting abandoned world. Uh, I've never heard of this. I'm going to look into it. Uh, there's another game that that's coming out, and I need to to do some more research on called uh fuck. What is it called? It's a you go to a you go to a an abandoned moon station. Um, moon base alpha. No, okay. no, not that. But I uh, do do that in Destiny, but I don't think that's what you're thinking of. No, it's 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 like not a shooter or anything. It's just kind of it's kind of like a uh, it's a walking simulator or whatever. Uh, and it, it, God, it was a couple of years ago, I think, when they 
showed the first trailer for it and it looked really really cool like the atmosphere of it of this like like it's recently abandoned like it's like a space station where you're going to research why they haven't been responding on the radio for like a week or whatever and uh it's kind of like a dead space kind of thing but the atmosphere that they've got of this like completely silent space station where you're trying to go through and figure out what's gone what's happened to it and and they also have like this kind of i guess 70s or 80s style of uh technology where things like you use tapes and stuff um i i really like that that style of i I like that era of technology like manual clicking sounds of computers you know and stuff like i I love that and uh and it seems it sounds like they kind of nailed that they kind of took inspiration from like a space odyssey or something you know um so i i I got it fuck what is it called i always do this i I can never remember the name of these games does someone in the chat know uh yeah so it's Someone fucking answer that for me, but anyway, uh, routine, routine. Thank you, thank you. Way to way to the grave. Cool. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. I'll check that out. Um, this is kind of just developing now, but the Guitar Hero game that they're making. This is separate yes. from the new rock band, uh, Guitar Hero Live, leaked, or you know some footage and stuff of it, and then they released it for real. But uh. I don't. I don't really know what to say about that. Maybe you have, uh, have you seen the new that? guitar? Yeah, I have. It looks cool. Yeah, like, it, it, it the, the the like the way the buttons are on the left hand are like there's two across now. Like it's two two two. I think I think there's six buttons, um, which will make it a lot easier to use without having to like stretch your pinky over. Which People complain about that, I guess. I never, like... I always liked that. Yeah, I always thought that that was kind of part of the challenge, is, like, figuring out how to switch your fingers over, but uh, whatever. I mean, I'm not sad that it's gone away or whatever. It sounds like they've replaced it with something just as challenging, probably. Um, I'm trying to see the new controller. What, what... Oh, okay, so it's, like, three vertically and two horizontally? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I'm kind of excited, because I... That's either Guitar Hero 1 or 2. I don't remember which one I bought, but I had one of those games, and I must have played hours and hours and hours of it. Just like, it's one of those games where you can just sit down and play it, and then like three hours go by, and you're like, holy shit, I've just been playing this really simple game for a really long time, and had a lot of fun with it. Um, it it's, I, I, I hope it's a lot of fun. It, it will be. You can't do yeah. Guitar Hero wrong. That's that's kind of the, the, the golden thing about it, is like, you can't mess up a formula that's already kind of perfect. Uh, it's just whether whether it's going to be like a fad again or not. I, I I will be very interested to find out. I heard a couple of my coworkers who probably don't even own a video game console talk about a new Guitar Hero coming out uh, uh, like last week. So hearing that, I'm kind of thinking like actually this could gain legs. Like people seem like they're actually kind yeah. of interested. Um, and the the way they seem to be designing like the guitar, it seems like they're going for some. Nostalgia slash prestige. Yeah, they they always they always kind of had that. Uh, I not, mean, not really. Rock Band was more that I think that the way that it's presented visually, like from the video of Guitar Hero Live that they've shown, it seems more like clean. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually looked at a lot of it at all. I've seen like a couple screenshots. Yeah, it's it's cool. I'll probably get it. <laughs> Yeah, if it, I, yeah, I love if, those games. If it's those a reasonable good. price, I will definitely get it because I, I, I got hours of entertainment out of the first one. Um, yeah, that's. Did you that's ever? Really uh, cool. Did you ever 
do the, through the fire and flames? No, so, no, not on expert at least. I did, I did. I don't remember how far I got on expert, but I I did a lot of it on expert. I got pretty good at it. Um, that was my project one weekend in middle school. Was to great. do that. Ugh. It was just that's too much for me. Like I couldn't. I I never got to that level. Like I like just getting to do the orange button. Uh, like <laughs> consistently was such a big deal for me that I just never even bothered trying to <laughs> to, to go to like through the fire and the flames. That's I I had the song. I think I might have beat it on like hard, but I don't think I ever went to the expert. It's it's kind of cool though that they they're doing like a three by two setup instead of a six or five by one because it's more buttons. This, notes are going to be more complicated but none of them require you to do funky do finger weird finger stuff yeah, I mean, yeah it's 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 different but it sounds like the challenge will be around the same probably um yeah. i i don't know how they're going to I, maybe you know if you saw the video how do they display the notes i didn't watch the the full video i just saw like the note chart scrolling and i didn't even know about the controller so i just kind of assumed it was the same but yeah. it obviously can't be true I kind of want to look at it right now. Uh, maybe it's still just horizontal, and you just remember which ones, like what order they're in. It wouldn't be very hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's the first thing I thought when I looked at it. it. Was like that. That is not easy to represent in a you know linear fashion. Oh, it looks like. Oh, what? Uh, huh. So it looks like just three in a row and then i guess the way the note looks changes mm, right whether okay weird that's way different it makes yeah it makes sense yeah it makes huh. sense yeah that's gonna be interesting the menus that they're showing are i'm just looking at the menus now and they are like super slick 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 do they still have that value. like 90s kid writing no. in his notebook style nope no it is it's as professional as any of these games has ever looked. Huh, interesting. Um, and, w- okay, so actually you can... A lot of these songs have, like, the music videos in the background. Yeah, huh. I've I heard there's some, like, FMV. Yeah, it looks like it... That's cool. That's going to be cool. I think that, I it, think it, their it plan seems is, different uh, enough, too, to get me interested. I think their plan is to like release it across all platforms, so graphically it's going to be very simple. That's probably why they're putting video in there, because it's easy to do video. Yeah, um, yeah. That's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to hear about that. I like Guitar Hero. Definitely. Uh, it's interesting that they've abandoned that. I, 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 I mean, despite how I feel like I should hate it, I kind of liked the the goofy, you know design of the guitar hero menus where it was like drawn kind of looking or whatever but uh I, i'm kind of surprised that they've moved away from that because it seems like that's such an identifiable thing and like if people they're trying to bring back nostalgia for people that would be the first thing i would do is like make the menus kind of similar but whatever uh, definitely interesting uh that'll be a lot of fun and so this isn't as big a reveal because there's nothing concrete yet uh but um, Rock Band 4 is still happening. Yep. And there was some new information released in March that we didn't talk about. There, Well, maybe we did. I, you know, actually, I think we might have talked about this. All we know is that they're trying to go back to basics and that they're cutting the keyboard. Uh, we talked about just like the what they would do. Like we we didn't. I don't think we knew about this stuff. 
uh, at that time. I mean, there's there's really not much yeah. here. It this seems it, oh, okay. This explains it. It's a Ben Kachera article, so there's a lot of words. Not a lot of journalism in there. Yeah, but uh, to be fair, I mean, they're not saying much <laughs> either. Uh, anyway, yeah, I I think and I think people always talk about them being competitors, and they definitely are. Guitar Hero and 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 Rock Band. I also think they can kind of coexist to an extent because Rock Band is such a party game where it's like everyone's together playing at once, mm-hmm. and Rock Band's more of like a trade it off with your friend kind of game. Guitar Hero. Uh, yeah. Wait, did I say Guitar Hero? Yeah, you said Rock Band twice. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Guitar Hero is like you trade your guitar with a friend and see if they can do the song better, and like I just feel like they have different a different place than each other. Um, but both are good. Uh, I I could never get into to Rock Band because I just I didn't own it. And so I was always playing it at a friend's house and like didn't have the experience to understand how it worked or like get into the the very slight differences that it had, especially like even the guitar was kind of very slightly different just in the way that it felt. Yeah. Um, so I could never really get into it, but yeah, this, I'm, I'm glad that both of those things are coming out again. Yeah. So am I. This is uh, not something that happened this week, but we didn't talk about it, and I think we should say something. Scholar of the First Sin came yeah. out. Um, I did not buy it. I kind of the assume you didn't buy it. Of also, GTA Five in, in the way that, although it's not even a port. The, the, the problem is that it's already been out on the PC. But anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I did not buy it. I, I will admit though, I'm kind of interested in buying it because I never really, I never even finished. Uh, I, I didn't beat like I think just the last couple bosses in um, Dark Souls Two. I just it's, got tired of it. It's a good game. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Dark Souls too. I, 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 the world design we've talked about before. The world design and stuff just wasn't anywhere near Dark Souls, but it was still fun, uh, which is very important, obviously. Uh, and I, I feel like, first of all, they've addressed some of that. They've kind of made it a little more uh, they interesting, and they've made it better looking. They haven't obviously. They can't they, they, redesign they the entire world. Enemy place, the enemy placement. I've read the whole changelog of every enemy that they moved, and yeah, it seems like they made a lot of good design decisions with that kind of thing and yeah. then the story changes seem interesting enough but you get that as a free update if you already have it like it's really just better graphics and six player multiplayer that's it yeah. and that's not worth $30 it was $20 when it came out but I wouldn't even be willing to pay that um, and that's I am shadow banned on the service I can't play with my main character because um, back when the whole scene was fucking broken. Um, we would use Cheat Engine to fuck around with each I other on the bridge. Used Cheat Engine. Yeah, um, basically everybody did. But if you used it like after a certain date, then um, they started flagging stuff and, and shadow banning. So That's I weird. can only play. I can only play on that character with other shadow ban people, which is a shame because I made a yeah. point to never actually like never use them to my advantage in um in actual matches but it was just fun to turn on toho mode and um it just whenever you would shoot a spell it would shoot a million of it all yeah. quickly in a row like just stupid shit but like to give it some longevity. I, I know in dark souls like at towards i later on in its life cycle the people who were still playing and playing PvP would all use cheat engine just to get to yeah. give themselves the items they needed that was how <laughs> it wound up working out actually by dark souls 2 like less than a year after it came out that people were already settling into just using cheat engine as a as a part of playing the game 
Because the yeah. only thing that keeps you interested in that game is the PvP. And to honestly, it's probably the best PvP in any of the games. Yeah, it's much That's only because Dark Souls, Dark Souls 1 opinion. didn't work. Yeah. If Dark Souls 1 worked, and I haven't gone back after they fixed the Steamworks update that happened, but um, maybe it's a lot better now. I mean, Dark Souls 1 had but, its fair share of problems with the PvP, I know, though, like I, that I feel like were better addressed in Dark Souls 2, um, as far as like unbalancing and, and weird stuff that you can do with the lag. Although, I mean, obviously, you can't just completely get rid of that, but I felt like Dark Souls 2 felt more uh, designed with, mm. with people specifically playing it for PvP in mind. Uh-huh. I feel like they, they it was that they had those people in mind more, cl- like, clearly, because they have the, the item that forgives you and the soul memory, even though that's a stupid idea. That's basically sums up the whole thing, that there are more features that show clearly, yes, they did have PvP in mind, but they, they made horrible decisions about how to implement the pvp that they were now concerned about being a primary focus yeah speaking of uh speaking of pvp i beat my first pvp encounter in Bloodborne. oh yeah yay uh it's in that area the nightmare area when you first get there and uh and you walk outside like a, it's it's one of those things where it's like the, the, a strange woman has appeared ringing a sinister bell or whatever yeah, which... the bell the bell ringing woman. It's really cool. The timber. sound, the sound of the bell ringing is so awesome. Yes. I love it. It's like so. Ah, it's 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 sinister. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, someone got summoned from that like almost instantly in that area because I assume it's probably somewhere where people just hang out. And uh, it's the only spot in the game, that and one other place where you can invade people. That really? Yeah. Because, well, I mean, you can do PvP elsewhere if people are ringing their beckoning bells. Right, but okay. these are the only areas where everybody oh, okay. has yeah, the yeah, bell yeah, ringing yeah. woman in their world okay. all so, the time. But yeah, but yeah, if you try to summon someone with the beckoning bell, then it, you might summon a, an invader anywhere yes. you are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind. I, I kind of like that. I, um, I do prefer, though, I always like the idea of invasions just happening to anyone at any time because it makes it so... Yeah. Like sometimes it could be total bullshit and just like make you really frustrated when it happens to you. But the idea of it is so awesome. Like you're playing through, you're just trying to do your own thing, and then all of a sudden it says someone's invaded your world and you don't know where they are. And like that's one of the coolest things that I've ever seen, like in a, in a multiplayer in a implementation in a game. Just like it's, it was so clever of them to do yeah. that. And uh, Bloodborne doesn't completely remove that though, so I'm, I'm okay with it. But yeah, I, I beat the person and it was a good little fight, and I didn't I didn't use any healing items or anything out of honor. Because I'm an honorable doer. Honorable. Uh, <laughs> my first, my first PvP was in Old Yarnum, and just immediately he was just chugging blood vials yeah. and running all around. And I had two vials, and he had twenty. <laughs> and it was fucking horrible. Yeah. But I won, and not because I outplayed him. He, you know how the machine gun guy shoots stuff, yeah. and there's uh, some explosive barrels. He stupidly was trying to hide amongst the enemies and be safe from me and just wow. throw shit at me from a distance. But he stood next to the barrel, <laughs> and the machine gun guy shot it and killed him. And it was great. It that's was pretty, so that's great. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so can't wait to play more Bloodborne. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I don't know how the PvP is. Like, Do people generally think it's okay? Do people, are people going to play I, it? No. 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 I, I think it has some pretty serious problems 
with how it's implemented. And n- basically none of them have to do with how it works when it starts. All of it are problems in matchmaking. Just the way that you fight other people and how unreliable it is to connect. And some of that is my college nat type here. But even when I was at home, I, I was having some difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, and everybody is having this experience that it just takes forever even if you have the same passwords, a lot of times when you're doing co-op, um, it, the matchmaking just isn't very good. There's something there's something wrong there because like I, I've had the same problems where, well, first of all, I addressed that that one of my issues was that I was putting the PS4 in rest mode, and for some reason yeah. that messes up the matchmaking. But uh, there's also just in general something wrong because like a lot of the time I'll sit there, I usually give it like a minute and a half before I decide like okay, nobody's coming and 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 stop ringing the bell or whatever. Uh, but uh, there's definitely something wrong. A lot of the, uh, I, I think this is happening for everyone. A lot of the specters or whatever don't work for me. The that, yeah, that's true for me too. Yeah. A lot of times they just don't seem to work. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. It's, I don't know. In the update notes, when they were describing the optimizations thing, they talked quite a bit about the online. They didn't say specifically that they were going to try to change anything there, but, uh, what they do say, let me pull it up. They have like a, a second section that's like a guide to troubleshooting network issues. Hmm. So I th- they seem to be aware of problems. I'm sure they're, they just uh, haven't they're obviously yeah. going to be aware of the problems, but it's probably something. I think it is something that's probably fixable, I, I imagine. Um, it doesn't seem like I hope network issues it. are ever something that's just like, nope, sorry, it's just the way it is. Uh I bet that's next on their list after, because like the loading screen and stuff like that. That's that's a bigger priority. Yeah, I'm clearly sure. number one. Yeah, I, I think they're probably working on some sort of DLC for this, and if they are, then it still would make sense for them to put, you know, to invest some kind of effort and money into making it a better game while they're still, you know, in active development for it. So I hope they're working on some DLC because that would mean the possibility of some more substantial improvements than just optimizations in load time. Yep. Okay. So that's about it. Not much going on this week other than GTA 5. Which is really fun. that you wanted to talk about? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um. Okay. So here's how we'll play it. Can you say for the after show I can. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get something to eat, but it's gonna be like okay. ten minutes. So. Um. Yeah. So we'll do that, and I'll actually be. I'm. I'm gonna do a similar thing. So I will. How about this? Who do we want? I was relying on you straight? to hold down the after show while I went and ate. So. Okay. <laughs> I'll. I'll. I'll wait then, and I'll stream <laughs> it on my channel, and yeah. then when you come back. I'll just make your picture big and you can talk. <laughs> well, um, fuck. Let's just both this, go. Let's just say, fuck it. You can you can wait fifteen minutes or ten minutes or whatever. Uh, no, you can go. I'll just stream it right now. Okay, fine. All right. So everybody here, go to hitbox.tv/brutalcompounder. Again, that is hitbox.tv slash brutalcompounder for the after show. Thanks for watching. We love to have you here. You make our days. Truly. Kisses. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.